Welcome to Metaphysical Soul Speak, the podcast. I'm your host, Elena Fox. Hey guys, I hope you're doing really well in this moment in time. And that whenever and wherever you happen to be in this wave and particle light filled world, I hope that you are able to maintain your faith. If there's one thing we need on this spiritual journey, by God, it is faith. (laughs) See, hear what I did there? By God. (laughs) And that's the first thing. We got to start with the idea that God is real. It's it's faith that um, carries us through most of our lives, you know, until we can hear the still small voice, until we can know for sure Before we can reason it out, we've got to have faith. Is God even real? Why are we even here? We have to have faith. There's a reason. There's a higher power and there's a higher reason for everything that there is on the planet. And in your life, you know, the events of your life, uh, some of them are festive and amazing and some of them are just downright horrible. You know, we all have events that are good and events that are just horrible, horrible, you know, and it's usually those moments that test us and we say, Oh God, what kind of a God would allow me to live in a world in which this horrible thing would happen to me, you know, and, um, it, our faith gets tested in the worst of times, you know, and in the best of times we struggle with our faith as well because we just feel like, well, things are going good, but are they, they going good because God is real and exists and cares about me? Or are things going good because I actually kind of took the initiative, took the lead, worked extra hard, got up early, stayed at work extra late, got promoted, got the money, got the bag, got home, provided for the family, provided for myself, and now I have a wonderful life. It, it, was it God or was it me? Then you kind of question, yeah, maybe, maybe it's not real. I don't know. And that's like the average person goes through this, right? And probably everybody on earth goes through this to a certain extent or not. But what if you're on a deeply spiritual journey? That's this profound, intense working with your shadow side and working on really tough stuff, you know, like you're, you're trying so hard to, um, work it out. You work it all out, you know, and you have a spiritual awakening. You're like, Oh, wow. That was something. And and it, it, it makes you question all of everything in your whole world. You question, you know, everything. 
Maybe God is real. Maybe aliens are real. Maybe I'm a starseed. Maybe I'm an angel. Maybe I'm something else. I don't know. Maybe I'm human. Maybe I'm not human. Maybe I'm a spirit having a human experience and not the other way around. And um, I was thinking about it today because faith is the one thing that we need not just in our uh, religious journey, if we if we have a religious journey. I myself, I'm not religious. I have a religion. It's not Christianity, but um, I am uh, more spiritual than religious. And my whole life has been about faith, you know. Um, and so is yours, actually. Everybody's life has been about faith. You know, when you're a baby, you have the faith that your parents are going to answer you when you cry that they're going to treat you well and feed you and clothe you and shelter you and continue to do so until you are an adult and and you can fend for yourself you know so that's like our first our first um leap of faith being born is the first leap of faith the second leap of faith that we take as an action is to cry and hope to God somebody answers that cry. And um, chances are they did. <laughs> if you're here listening to this now, you're probably an adult or, you know, I do have some teenagers that listen to the show, you know, but chances are, you know, you took that leap of faith, you made that cry and the, and the call was answered, the cry was answered. And everything in our life is a leap of faith. Every single thing is about faith if you think about it. You know, when we take that first step, we don't know if we're going to (laughs) fall. And if we do fall, we don't know if we're going to fall the next time. When we first learn how to walk, when we first learn how to talk, it's maybe it's a leap of faith. You know, we try to get the adults in our lives to understand us. You know, it takes us a while. And sometimes we're speaking perfect, but they still don't understand us because they don't want to, you know. But um, then you become, you become like later as a teenager, even a preteen, you know, you take a leap of faith and you ask people to go out with you or go to the dance or be your friend or whatever it is. You try to, you know, in high school, a lot of people take a leap of faith and end up on stage either acting or singing or dancing, debating with the debate team or even out on the field doing um sports or cheerleading and all of those things are are leaps of faith right so the spiritual path is a leap of faith of course um but all of the other leaps of faith that we take we pretty much know the desired results we pretty much know where this is headed if we take that leap of faith you know either the adults will answer us or not or they will understand us or not Um, Our peers will like us and say yes or not and say no, reject us. So, but we, but we pretty much know the outcome. We know yes or no. Are are these things going to happen? You know, we don't know. We're going to take a leap of faith, but whether we win or lose, whether we're accepted or rejected at the end of the day, we're always grateful that we took that leap of faith because now we know. You know, it's like that song, now you know, now you know, right? So when we, 
wake up to spiritual stuff when we have our first spiritual awakening and and now we get this spark and and you know you fan the flames of an actual fire it grows to a big huge bonfire right quick right and the same thing is with our spirituality if we fan the flames of our curiosity we're going to just turn this uh small curiosity into a raging inferno of um spiritual desire that is it becomes unquenchable you know because the more we know the more we want to know and the more we ask the more we realize we don't know anything you know and so everything is a leap of faith it's a constant motion forward that is a series of leaps of faith and when we go to um as we go along the, the journey, as we go to the future of our spiritual, um, on our spiritual path, you know, it's all about leaps of faith. Every aspect is a leap of faith. Um, you know, uh, like in the beginning, you know, people will like take a leap of faith and, and realize that maybe crystals are beings. Maybe crystals do have a personality or some kind of an energy attached and you don't really feel it in the beginning. You really don't. And people go, Ooh, you can feel the energy. Don't you? And, and you, you feel like an idiot. You, you say, well, sure. Yeah, sure. Mm. You know, your voice changes either really deep or really high pitched. Oh, sure. I can feel it all. Oh, yeah. Look at that. There it is. You know, your voice just changes totally. Cause you either, you, you pretty much, you don't feel it in the beginning. You gotta be honest, you know, <laughs> Uh, cut the crap. You know, you don't feel it. I know I didn't feel it. Oh, sure. I can feel the energy. Wow. Oh, it's so powerful. I remember just like feeling like a moron. I don't What the hell are they talking about? The energy. What? Now I feel it. Now I can. Now I can pick up a, a crystal and I feel a shift in my being the moment I pick it up. But it took me decades to be able to tell the difference. Maybe 10 years ago is when I started realizing that I can direct energy. Because I do Reiki. I'm a Reiki master. And see, and even that, when I first started Reiki, I couldn't really feel it. I, I, I could feel a little bit. You know, but it was it was flowing. Other people could feel it through me when I would touch them. When I did level one Reiki, you touch the person and the energy flows. And the second level of Reiki, you can... Um, send energy to them from across the room and the third level becoming a Reiki master you can now send that energy across the world or even to another planet and the person will get the energy so um you know in the beginning when I was just at the first level where you touch someone and the energy flows I remember it being a leap of faith and I remember the first person who I ever met I don't remember his name but I remember that he had um thick black rimmed glasses and he was an older man he had gray hair and he was balding and he wore um the kind of um shirt that has pockets on the chest and he had like a pocket protector <laughs> which i remember thinking that was kind of funny and he had um you know like it's like where do you even buy a pocket protector i don't think in my entire lifetime of shopping have i ever seen a pocket protector being sold like anywhere, not at Office Depot, not in the 
pen section of the grocery store. I honestly, to this day, I mean, it must be a secret nerd store that nobody told me about. <laughs> like, where the hell do you buy that thing? Anyway, um, but I remember this guy had, he had a pocket protector and he had like another, he had like, um, a pouch with his pipe and tobacco in it, which is another weird thing about him. But I remember when he said, yeah, I do Reiki and he, and he was telling my, um, my, well, at the time he wasn't my husband yet. He was my boyfriend. We just started seeing each other and he, um, he said, well, here, let me put my hand on your shoulder. See if you can feel it. And so he put his hand on my boyfriend's shoulder and he's like, Oh my God, I really do feel it. Like, how is my back getting hot right now? That doesn't make any sense. And, um, and I remember thinking there's something to this. It was a leap of faith, right? So, um, later, you know, when I, you know, did the first level Reiki and I practiced all the time. In fact, I practiced it for years before I did level two and level three. And I accepted the energy of level two and level three on the same day. They don't recommend you doing that because it's a lot of energy. But I started working with the Reiki and I started working with crystals and I started working with a lot of different energies. And I just kept taking one leap of faith after another, after another, until I was able to hold the um, energy of my own soul and be connected with that in a very um, conscious way. And at first I was just doing it for like 15 minutes and I'd get a headache and I'd have to stop. And it got to a point where I was constantly in contact with my own soul. And then I started saying, well, if I could contact beings, my spiritual healing team, I can definitely contact God. So why the hell not? <laughs> and I took a leap of faith there and I started talking to God and, and it, one thing led to another, led to another. Now I can hear the voice of God directly, but even before when I was doing meditating, this is what spirituality is, guys. It's a constant series of leaps of faith forward. You know, um, you know, it starts off like, you know, probably the crystals where you're just like, sure, I feel it. And you don't, you don't really. But then later you do. You know, if you've ever walked into a store that has uh, the crystals that are like four or five feet tall, the really huge, like thousands of dollars you know, for one, you know, and they're massive and it's like a geode. Usually it's like an amethyst geode. When you see those, the first time you're in the presence of something like that, it is heady. Like you kind of get kind of lightheaded and dizzy. You get a little bit like, Ooh, I just feel like a rush. You either get super, super sleepy and your energy shuts down because it's too high a vibration at first especially when there's like several of them and they're kind of in a grid pattern, like one in every corner. And you're just like, damn, there's something to this crystal thing. Then you buy a little tiny crystal and you go home and you're like, I don't feel anything at all. You know, it doesn't do quite the same thing. You know, the massive ones versus, you know, the little tiny one I just bought from my purse or my wallet or whatever. Like it's nothing compared, you know, and I remember I've, I've always bought crystals for my mom and grandma and you know, they, every couple of years they would end up with brand new crystals and you know, oh yeah, I feel the energy. Yeah. Yeah. They would say that to me. Oh yeah. Yeah. Their, their voices go up a little bit high. Oh sure. I feel the energy. And then I think the one time my mom actually tried to meditate with her crystal 
in her hand and she said, you know what? I actually did feel the energy. Finally, I actually felt it. And I knew that they were just taking a leap of faith and they're kind of going along with it. You know, the same way that I did in the beginning too. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's nothing wrong with admitting. I honestly don't really feel anything, you know, like maybe there is something there, but I don't know. I mean, we know that, that crystals are conductors of electricity when they're used in things like watches and computers, you know, um, crystals are, um, conduits and they are good focusing tools. And we know that they can focus, um, you know, um, or they could scatter light, which is a different kind of focus. There's different, um, things to crystals, of course. Um, you know, it's not just, you know, quartz crystal. I mean, quartz crystals help a watch keep very good time, right? They've always said, well, I've got quartz, you know, quartz timing. I've, when I was a kid, I remember hearing that a lot. It's not anything you hear too, too much now, but when I was a kid, that was like, oh, wow. Well, it's a quartz crystal, of course. And I mean, watches used to say, and they probably still do. I don't know. I haven't worn a watch in probably 20 years, <laughs> almost 20 years. But, um, in fact, I was thinking yesterday or the day before I, I might want to get a watch. I, I don't even know if I know how to tell time it's been so long, but I haven't had a watch in a long, I don't even own one. It's kind of funny, but I remember, um, all the, all the watches, all the nice watches say quartz on them <laughs> because there's a crystal inside, right? You know, so it's, it's true. It's real. They do conduct electricity or, or like energy. I mean, um, they can conduct electricity, but it's always energy. It's always, it's, it's true. But in the beginning, you're just like jumping towards, like you're making that leap of faith and hoping, hoping. And, and also in the beginning, you don't even know what the hell is the spiritual journey anyway. We're all on the spiritual journey. We're all in together. We're all in this humanity. We're all, you know, that's what people talk about, but they don't say we are all on the path to finding our deeper, true inner nature, which is the God divine that is inside each and every one of us. We are on the path to understanding that that's who we are, knowing that's who we are, realizing that's who we are to the fact uh, and, and to the fact of becoming that 100% where the human part falls away. The other, you know, the lesser self falls away and we become our higher self on earth where we are, you know, essentially ascended masters eventually, you know, first you, you, you become, you know, awake or awakened, you know, and then you become aware or maybe it's the other way around. You, maybe you're aware and then more awake you know, and it's like itty bitty bits and stages, you know, um, little tiny leaps forward. Eventually you end up being, um, illumined. I think you're enlightened and then you're illumined and then you're a saint and then you're a master and there might be a few steps missing in there. But, um, the truth of the matter is, is we're all going towards learning, um, about the prime creator basically God, the primal will to good, the one will, Yah, Ja, Ra, La, 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 <laughs> you know, Brahm, as they talk about in the book we're reading on Mondays now. But, um, 
this whole leap, all these leaps of faith forward, all these things that we, we do, you know, in the beginning, like I said, it's just a lot of running around. Like what's the next spiritual thing? Okay. Well, let's try witchcraft. Let's go to yoga. Let's, let's take a meditation class. Well, I usually go to church on Sunday, but I'm not religious anymore. I'm spiritual. So what's available? Well, there's a Vedanta temple. Let's go to Vedanta. Let's go to self-realization fellowship temple, or let's attend a mystery school, um, service. Maybe we could do that. Or maybe we'll just go listen to music. Maybe it's a Hare Krishna event. We're going to go to, you know, I mean, there's a lot of that, especially if you live in a city and you're lucky enough to be in a city where there's so many different kinds of spirituality, you know, and in the beginning, you just don't, you kind of know that it's all about God kind of, but at the same time, there's so much like, well, you've got to get this, um, this, uh, puja, you know, you got to get the put is a punam or puja where you get the, the little thing on your forehead. And then you're like, well, yeah, but back when I was a Catholic, I'd get a thing on my forehead. That was Ash Wednesday, you know, and it gets kind of confusing and there's some muddy things or you just like, you don't really know. So then you have to sit down and read some books. Oh my God, where are the books? And then, you know, you, you start off with classics maybe, or maybe you start off with, uh, books that are, you know, just like how to talk to your angels, how to talk to your spirit guides. Um, maybe you'll get into channeling. Maybe you'll get into a podcast like mine. You know, um, you kind of go through all these little leaps of faith, you know, now it's YouTube channels and Instagram and TikToks. And some of the people out there are, um, awake and aware and have been for decades. And some of the people doing these things, um, have been awake for about two weeks longer than you, you know, (laughs) and you, and you quickly learn who is someone you ought to be listening to and, and who do you need to stop following and listening to, you know, I've, I've had, I've had to unfollow like six people in the past week. It's like, I'm not learning anything from these people. They're still in us versus them mentality, women versus men, heteronormative cisgendered mentality. Um, you know, still calling women girls, still calling, um, you know, men, boys, um, the lack of general disrespect towards, uh, people based on their gender, the lack of disrespect towards people who are not heteronormative cisgendered people, you know, like people that are trans are not considered or, um, or, or made a joke. Actually, I unfollowed two people that had, um, it wasn't anything against trans people, but I had unfollowed two people this week that had something that was kind of like pointing that way. It kind of was like, Oh, and, and for me, normally it would, I would have to look at the social political part of it. Like, I don't think I believe in that. Okay. Well, I'm going to, they're not teaching me anything. I, I'm not learning from them. I'm going to unfollow. But, um, recently it's been, I'll read something and my energy shifts. And when, when I read something and my energy shifts downward, I know that's not for me anymore. And then if I go to their account and a couple of their things kind of turn my energy down, it's like, sorry, baby, I'm pumping up the volume on this sucker. I don't need to follow you anymore. I'm, I'm done. I'm done. It's done. I just, I don't say a word. I just, I leave now. I just, meh. It's not for me, <laughs> you know, but, and I remember it's funny because in the beginning I couldn't even feel the energy of a crystal. And now I feel the way that something affects me, somebody else's energy, how that affects me, music, how that affects me. And in all the things have been leaps of faith forward, 
And at the same time, all those leaps of faith forward, just the fact that I was moving forward, I was also raising up in vibration, raising up in awareness. And now I've gotten to, um, higher octaves of my own self in, in a, in a very real way, we're climbing the ladders of ourself, honestly, <laughs> you know, and if you look at the giant ladder of all life, I mean, the first part of the ladder is in the primordial ooze, you know, and at the very end, we become gods and goddesses. You know, and all that comes out of taking a giant leap of faith forward. Well, guys, sorry about that. That's weird. Um, I paused it for just a moment, came back, and everything was reset. <laughs> um, we had some kind of a glitch. I don't know. Did I chop timelines? Nope. Nope. Not this time. Muscle testing says no. Prime creator says no. I, I don't know what happened, but my computer suddenly shut off and, and a new screen came up and, uh, my tablet, the internet went out and the tablet just cut that, uh, introduction right there at 12, less than 24 minutes. I thought, wow, because usually I could pause it and even go watch a video on YouTube and come back and unpause it and continue recording. And for whatever reason, all of my electronic devices just kind of blipped out for a minute. <laughs> so anyway, so what is the next stage in our faith in this evolutionary spiritual cycle we're on? Um, we have to have faith that the fifth dimension is real and that we're working on um, ourselves in a way in which we're going to be able to leap up into the fifth dimension. So that was pretty much the last thing I wanted to say about that. Um, you know, the channeling and light language, you know, is real, but you have to use your discernment. Of course, you know, not all channelers are, um, great at it or perfect at it. I know I maybe could, um, use some improvement, maybe possibly, you know, I'm going to channel for you guys tonight. I hear to the extent at which my filter is clear. So I'm always working on clearing myself. So I think I'm a pretty good channeler. I think I pretty much get the message and point across a lot of people give me feedback. So, Hey, you know, they're all very thrilled with the way that I channel and people do pay me to channel God for them, um, privately in private readings. So, I mean, you know, I must be doing something. Okay. You know, I always think there's room for improvement in everything, <laughs> you know, no matter what it is we're doing, whether it's playing a flute, riding a bike or channeling, but, um, we do need to keep a uh, faith, you know, for, um, everything that we're doing in our life. I keep the faith that my, that twin flames are real. My twin flame and I have really been talking and that he will be in my life some, uh, my life, uh, someday soon, you know, and I do keep the faith that, um, I am hearing the word of God. I, I feel that God has never steered me wrong since I started hearing his voice and, um, he's actually steered me into some pretty cool situations. A couple other situations felt a little sketchy. I'm like, eh, did I hear the voice clearly or was God kind of screwing with me or what? 
but um, lessons were learned out of these situations. You know, there's one relationship I was kind of led to that was really uh, a disaster of a relationship, but I did help the guy uh, to uh, believe in God again. And I had to turn him away from the darkness. He was on his way to hell for sure. Um, but he's going to put himself there. And I think he might actually have gone to hell, but he ended up believing in God. So that was the main thing I had to do so that we don't have a lost soul on our hands, I guess. That was one of my weird things that God told me to do. And I feel like, well, I don't know. Sometimes I question, (laughs) but you know, I'm not the all, you know, um, all knowing Oracle or eye of God. I don't know everything. And only God knows a hundred percent, the divine plan. So I had faith in that situation and we have to have faith in all the situations we find ourselves in and we have to have faith that we're going to get ourselves out of some situations and that the other awesome situations, you know, we're going to get superhuman powers. We're getting cities. We're getting, um, you know, our twin flame relationship squared away where we are taking a leap of faith in ourselves, learning to love ourselves and moving forward in the direction of our dreams with confidence and with honor and respect of our bodies. You know, I heard something today. This lady said, um, it's okay to love your body and at the same time wishing or wanting your body to change. So instead of saying you hate yourself, you hate your body, you don't like this, you don't like that. Say, I love body, I love you. Thank you for carrying me this far. And I do want you to change in this way. You know, more muscles or thinner or whatever. You know, so uh, healthier, you know. Um, So, you know, you got everything is a leap of faith, you know. Um, But as long as you're moving forward a little bit and you're getting the signposts along the way. And sometimes we, the only thing that we have to go on that proves our faith is real is... 1111 or 444 or 333 or 1717 or 717 or 818, you know, or whatever it is, 313, you know, the, the, uh, 333 for me is a big one. Um, but whatever it is that, uh, the universe is showing you, you know, you look up in the sky, you think, man, maybe all this stuff is bullshit. Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe it's not real. And you look up in the sky and You see the face of a cherub in the clouds. You take a picture and everyone sees it too. Wow. Okay. So now I do know this is real. I mean, all right, cool. (laughs) If I sat down with a canvas and paint, I cannot paint as good as what I saw in the sky. So I did not create that. I know I did not create that, but I do know that I had faith. I took a lot of leaps of faith to get where I am today. And I do know that God speaks to me through the clouds in the sky and through the numbers on a clock and through um, people typing cryptic and amazing mystical messages to me at 4.44 a.m. <laughs> it happens. It happens all the time. You know, um, it's just, it's, it's crazy, you know. It reminds me of that song, It Happens All the Time, This Crazy Love of Mine <laughs> by Pablo. But, <laughs> you know, but it's, you could, you know, retrofit the song lyrics to a relationship with God. It happens all the time. This crazy love of 
God's and mine, you know, it's just what it is. And keep having the faith, keep, keep stoking the, the fires of faith. The embers will turn into a raging inferno in which you cannot stop. You cannot stop going towards knowing more and more about your divine self. And you're not going to be able to stop um, wanting this relationship with the divine. I have a relationship with the divine. It's the best relationship I've ever had in my life. This includes Miss knowledge Ravenspell. <laughs> I love her dearly, but boy, sometimes she could bite pretty damn hard. So I have to say my best relationship so far, it's been with God. I don't think I've ever had an argument with God. I, not ever. Like I've had my moments where I was angry at God, but God calmed me down, right? Like without saying calm down, you know, cause <laughs> best relationship ever. <laughs> Literally the last the last thing to ever say to someone who's hysterical is to calm down. It makes people more hysterically angry. Like, ah, oh, I was hysterical and now I'm angry. Ah, you know, uh, it's so funny. It's like the one thing everyone says, and it's the one thing you should never say to somebody who's mad or hysterical in any way, shape or form. But anyway, keep your faith, keep taking those leaps of faith. Sometimes they're little bunny hops. And sometimes you're leaping across massive caverns, you know, just like a lot of belief there, but keep the faith because things are real. When, um, other people say the same things, you know, I think I'm hopping timelines. I think I'm merging timelines. I think I'm, you know, I think my uh, twin flame is talking to me and, you know, I mean, it's, it's weird. Like the moments that I've had where my, Twin flame is like smoking weed and I, and all I can smell is like something's burning or maybe he's stoking a fire in his, wherever he is, he's building a fire and I wake up and I smell fire and I, and I almost see smoke like it's everywhere. I freak out, look around and then I wake up a little bit more and it's like, Oh, there's nothing in here. Nothing's on fire. There's, and then now the smell's gone. That was weird. (laughs) It's because I'm somewhere else. I'm like with him and he's with me and I feel, I feel it. I can't wait to talk to him about some of this stuff. It's going to be amazing. You know, see what he's, you know, he talked to me the other day. I drank a sip of wine. He's like, is that a Merlot? (laughs) All of a sudden out of nowhere, I hear his voice in my head. Is that a Merlot? It's like, yes, I think, I don't know. Might be house red. Hey. You know, but we keep getting a uh, story after story after story. And then we realize that those are stories like ours, you know, um, when you remember past life and then you think, ah, oh, maybe it's not really real. I don't know. Maybe I'm just my, maybe it's just my imagination. And then you meet somebody who knows you from that past life and they tell you a little bit more detail than what you remembered. And you're like, oh shit, this is real. This is actually real. All right. So have faith in the spiritual things, have faith, have faith in yourself, have faith that God is real, that twin flames are real, past lives are real. All this stuff is real, you know, but sometimes all we have to go on is faith until we get the proof, you know? And so that's why I basically just wanted to say tonight about this, you know, it's okay to have faith because 
sometimes it's all we've got to go on, but I'm telling you, I've been on this journey for a long freaking time and my leaps of faith have always paid off (laughs) and I'm good. Everything's fine. You know, and I've, I've had things come true that I've known, you know, like for 10 years, I kept the faith that I was going to have my daughter like before I ever met her dad, 10 years before I met her father, maybe 11, maybe it was like even 11 years. And what's weird about that. In fact, I had her, I think 13 years after, um, I had the first vision that she was on her way to me. In fact, I had a miscarriage and it was just her coming to tell me, guess what? (laughs) I'm coming, get ready. Like get your ass ready to be a mom, get your shit together. And I had to have a, and I took a leap of faith. I'm like, all right. And I knew for damn sure the, the boyfriend I had at the time was definitely not going to be her father. And, and so that was what that message was a wake up call. I took a leap of faith and I, and I started buying her uh, toys. (laughs) I bought, I bought her, um, the little foot on VHS. Okay. I didn't know formats were going to change. I bought her, um, little fit was, it was just like, it was, that's not even what it was called. It was like the main character. And I bought her the dinosaur little foot and I bought it for my daughter and I bought her Felix, the cat cartoons. I bought her all kinds of cool shit. And I lugged that stuff around from, a, you know, apartment to apartment for 11 years until I met her father. And then, um, when I finally had her a couple of years later, and I was able to give her the stuff. She's like, you bought this for me 10 years before you had me. I'm like, yeah. And, and she's like, this is my favorite movie. How did you know I love dinosaurs? I'm like, I don't know. I just took a leap of faith that you would. And here's your dinosaur that goes with the movie. And she cuddled with that little fit and watched that movie over and over again when she's really little. Yeah, it was just a leap of faith. And then my son comes along. He's like, you didn't buy me anything <laughs> before I was born. Like, I didn't even know I was going to have a daughter. Like I, I knew it, but I didn't know it. And I was hoping for a son, but I didn't, I, he never came to me and never told me he was coming except for a couple months before I got pregnant. I had, he came to me in a vision and I'm like, oh my gosh. So I didn't have time to get him anything. My daughter came, she was well prepared in advance, told me 10 years in advance or 11, 12 years, 13 years, I think actually. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, that was, it made it a little bit easier for me, but, uh, take a leap of faith and, and, and every day, you know, just a little bit forward, just in your spiritual journey and know that it's all about faith and the faith is going to pay off if you do the rewarding hard work or the hard work that will be the reward as well. Um, I don't know. It's just, I've been just thinking about faith a lot today and, um, you know, in fact, on this kind of a spiritual journey, I find that there's a lot more confirmation than there was in religion for me, other than I felt Jesus and I heard talk and I talked to him and we telepathed and, you know, I mean, my whole life I've, I've been telepathing. So for me, it was a little bit easier, but you know what? You can telepath too. Everyone's got the ability. I'm not I'm just maybe farther ahead on the spiritual road than you are if you don't have this ability, but we're all the same. We're on the same road. <laughs> we can, we can all speak. 
and, and, and hear the voice of God. Just keep with the faith and keep clearing and clearing and clearing your patterns and your behaviors and past memories and forgiveness and love and just focus on love and you're going to get there with that faith and love and that's it that's it all right anyway let's get to it uh spaceweather.com uh the current solar wind speed is 413.5 kilometers per second and there is a update on the perseid meter meteor shower um it has been intensifying in its peak activity. It's expected uh, tomorrow as well as uh, tonight. And there is 30 Perseids per hour, which is going to triple in the next 24 hours. We're going to have up to 90 Perseid meteors and fireballs. So go outside and look at the skies. If you're in a place where it's like rainy and it's not clear, you know what? I'm sure somebody's filming it and putting it on YouTube. Thank God for YouTube, right? We get to see a lot of cool shit in the sky because of it. So, um, there's two brand new sunspots growing on the sun right now, which is cool. We're on sunspot number 22 and today's the 11th. So there's your angel numbers right there. Um, so let's see. There's a Nova made of hydrogen. We talked about this yesterday, the Nova. It's 5,000 light years away. So when it finally reaches us, it's a 5,000 year old light. Ophiuchus, it's hard to say. This is from the constellation, so it's 5,000 years away. So by the time it reaches us, it's 5,000 years old. So it just happened again. We can see it with our eyes. Astronomers right now around the world are monitoring this debris. It is shining brightly enough to see with the naked eye. And the debris seems to be made up of hydrogen. Okay. So this is pretty intense. And this happens every 20 years. So, um... There's a little story about it if you want to check it out on spaceweather.com. Uh, um, it says that the uh, spectrum uh, that they've been able to look at um, shows that the Nova's glowing shell also contains a sprinkling of helium, sodium, and iron. So we're going to be able to see it. We're going to be able to see it in the night sky soon. It's on its way. So it's pretty, pretty intense. Um, right now, there are no significant equatorial coronal holes on the Earth's side of the sun. So, okay. No solar wind for a while. We can we can get behind that for a minute, right? Take a breather. Take a break. <laughs> and um, But we're still, we're still surrounded by plasma today. I saw pink plasma. I saw a bunch of energy um just at uh you know the time of when the sun sets but there is no sun in the sky here i mean there is but it's we're we're covered under a thick thick layer of cloud cover and it will be this way for another couple months here as we um as your winter in the northern hemisphere uh comes about then our summer comes about so right now we're in winter here 
But uh, according to NASA's All Sky Cameras and the All Sky Fireball Network, the network um, has reported um, 72 fireballs. But it says on August 10th, which is weird because it should say the 11th because we had different, we had a different count from yesterday. So I don't know. 72 fireballs, 47 were sporadic, 24 Perseids, and one is a Kappa Cygnid. So this is definitely not what I reported yesterday. So I think they just had a little bit of an issue getting the right date there, possibly. I don't know, but go out there. I'm telling you, you're not going to be sorry going out and watching fireballs and meteorites. It's very interesting. It's fun. And it's just such a cool thing to do. I just, it's a wholesome activity. It makes a fun date night. It makes a fun, um, you know, you could go out with your friends and if you're not an alcoholic, you could take a you know, bring some beer, take a drink every time you see a shooting star. <laughs> if you're a witch, go out there and cast a spell underneath the light of the shooting stars. I don't know. There's a whole bunch of ways you can make it, tailor make it towards you. You know, your own, um, make it your own thing. You can make some rose water under the meteor shower and, you know, sell it on eBay. I don't know. <laughs> All kinds of cool, fun things. You can make massage oil. And say this is a meteor, this is Perseid meteor shower uh, oil. You know, it's premium. Charge $50 more for your massage (laughs) that you give people. I mean, if you're a masseuse, not just, it'd be creepy if you're not. (laughs) But you know what I mean. Anyway. (laughs) All right. Uh, Schumann Resonance News tonight. Uh, Disclosurenews.it is reporting um, a, a burst of 49 hertz frequency. And, um, that's about it for today. And as far as, uh, the heartmouth.org or the heartmouth Institute, it's still at, sorry, this data is temporarily unavailable. I keep looking and I keep trying to, you know, get it to do something and it's just not budging. I keep refreshing the page and it's still the same. It's just not available right now. And there is a power out or blackout on the Schumann Residence News from Disclosure News or D News. I just noticed today they call it D News after all this time. And it's been there the whole time. And I just noticed it now. (laughs) So strange. Anyway, I'm going to take a quick break, guys. And when I come back, I am going to um, channel for you. And I think I'm going to channel Brother Yeshua, but I've got to talk to um, Prime Creator again just to make sure. Is it Prime? Is it Yeshua? Okay, yeah, it is Yeshua. All right. There it is. I'm going to be right back right after this nine-second musical interlude. So I am already connected to Brother Yeshua, otherwise known as Jesus. And I am a uh, channeler. I've been doing this for a long time. In fact, I've been telepathing my whole life. I'm an indirect channeler and I rely on telepathy, which is a God-given gift that I have. 
we all get our God-given gifts along the way. Of course, if we practice our spirituality and, and work on ourselves and believe that is all coming. It's, it's on its way. It's always on its way. And for me, um, I was lucky enough to get the telepathy early, but it's because I had faith in previous lifetimes. I've been at, been at the spiritual thing for a long, long time. The spiritual journey for me has been, um, quite, uh, long, but it's starting to be productive. So anyway, I, um, channel indirectly because I do not like to have my body taken over by entities kind of freaks me out um maybe it's because I'm a Virgo that doesn't like to give up control or maybe it's because I was um possessed by a demon for a couple of minutes when I was 18 years old and it really freaked me out did not like that feeling at all <laughs> so um I just do it now via telepathy but I also use muscle testing as well as all my clairvoyant or clair senses, you know, including clairvoyance, claircognizance, clairsentience, clairgustatory, clairolfactory. You get the picture. I, I have them all baby. Thank you, God. It's, um, again, CDs or superhuman powers or supernatural abilities, but they're actually just human powers and you're going to get them too. If you, have one or two of them now you're going to get the rest of them soon you're going to get all of them you know but i'm grateful that i have them so that i can use them tonight to bring to you a very special message from uh jesus or brother yeshua so without further ado let's just get on into the message um am i connected to you brother yeshua yes um you may begin transmission now Greetings, I am Jesus the Christ, Jesus of Nazareth, otherwise known as Brother Yeshua. I am coming from the light of the cosmos. I am coming from the light within your heart. I am coming from a point and position in the Himalaya mountains, and I am coming from what you may refer to as heaven. How can I come from so many places at once? It is because I live a multidimensional existence, as do you. Your soul has never left heaven. Your soul is also on earth. Your soul is also everywhere and nowhere at once such as the ability um, to feel and or discern the multidimensional layers of self and discern isn't exactly the right word here but it does feel like you're trying to always discern where you're at and then you try to diffuse the situation when you feel like maybe you're on another planet or in another dimension or on another world or on a spaceship or in a classroom somewhere other than where you 
should be or ought to be according to the brain inside of your physical body rather than your mind inside your metaphysical multidimensional soul it is quite often that humans including yours truly myself when I was in my other lifetimes before the Jesus lifetime it was hard when I started to become aware of my multidimensionality it was quite difficult to contend with because I had to learn to navigate the waters of something that nobody else ever spoke of. And I learned about this quite on my own before books were written that said such things as you are multidimensional, you are God. Humanity has come quite a long ways since, well, since my first lifetime, as well as since my last lifetime. I can travel. Uh, by thinking of the place I wish to go to. I can bilocate and I can just translocate to wherever I wish to be. And this is a method and form of travel that is on its way to you as well. We are watching and thrilled as each of you pick up new abilities and you learn of your new powers and we're excited and thrilled because we know what it's like to believe in something so long without proof and then when you finally get the proof oh how vindicated you feel inside how happy that it was not all for naught and you did not waste your time and you were not <laughs> upset at disappointment or defeat. You were actually in the throes of victory all along and you did not even know it. The masters of light have all experienced everything that you're experiencing now. The masters of light have gone through hardships. Many of the masters of light have gone through bouts with homelessness, being unable to eat because there wasn't enough or having problems with um, relationships sometimes or having problems with having... Um, an immune system that wasn't functioning correctly, having a body not doing what it ought to be doing at times. The masters of light did not come here and achieve what they achieved in one lifetime. 
where the rest of you have dozens upon dozens, if not hundreds of lifetimes and still have not achieved. That's not the case, not the case at all. In fact, many of the masters of light struggled throughout many, many lifetimes to get to where they ended up as ascended masters of light. Now, when we say masters of light, what do we mean by masters of light? We mean the masters who mastered all of the colors, all of the lights within them, the colored lights, which is what some people refer to as chakras, the energy centers, mastering all of the parts of yourself, mastering all of the chakras, all of the energy bodies, mastering all of the patterns within you by overcoming the ones that don't serve anybody. All of the spiritual masters had to go through it. Do you think that the masters of light went through all their lifetimes without a single solitary argument with a spouse or a loved one without being angry at their parents without being angry at their children? Do you think the masters of light came out of nowhere and they're perfect, beloved, beautiful beings and you're less than perfect and, and dirty and not worthy compared to them? This is a kind of chatter that we've been hearing in the upper realms and the higher dimensions. We spend most of our time just beaming our love, our radiant love to you. And in reality, this is your own radiant love that we reflect back to you because you are made from the same love that we are made from. You are made from the same stardust and substance that we are made from. You are the future. If you would look at us as a past, we are the future of your past or of our past. I'm sorry. He, he didn't say your, he said our, we are in the past, in your mind's eyes, in your minds, in your memories, in your books, in your everything. We are the stuff of legend. We are in your history books, not really maybe history books. He's saying in your history, you have books of us is what he's trying to say. Sorry. Um, and as a result, of my story being over 2000 years old, a lot of people somehow secretly believe that it can't be them. There's no way it's going to happen to them. I mean, that was 2000 years ago. Times are different. Things are different. People might've played telephone so much that maybe my story isn't even real. There's a lot of things that people come up with in their minds. And what we see as masters of light is that a lot of this is just basic resistance for not wanting to do the work and it's excuses for not doing the work because there's a general underlying belief that it's not true. It's impossible. It can't happen. And maybe you just don't believe it. 
the stories that you've read about masters of light, or maybe you do believe it, but then you believe that maybe you're not worthy enough of this, even this discourse. You, you believe you're not even worthy to have the conversation because you're never going to be where we are anyway. How could you? We are the avatars. We are the masters. We are the ascended ones. And who are you but a lowly human who read a couple books? We know. We see you. We feel you. We know what you think. We know what you talk about. We know your struggles. We know your pain. Some of you meditate every day, day after day after day, and nothing happens. You don't see the light. You don't see what the hype is. You don't feel the energy of the crystals. You don't feel what you think you should feel. You don't see what you think you should see. You don't know what you think you ought to know by now. You don't hear the voice of God. You don't, you don't, you don't, or you aren't, you aren't, you aren't, you aren't worthy. You aren't good enough. You're not clear enough. You're not healed enough. But my message for you today is this. Don't ever give up trying. Don't ever give up trying. You don't know when the very next meditation is the one that's going to spark it for you. And you're going to know. You're going to see. You're going to hear the voice of divine within your own heart beating in your own chest. You're going to hear that voice of God right next to your own heartbeat. You never know when you are seconds away from having a spiritual breakthrough that you never thought, never dreamed possible. So our message to you, and I speak for all of the masters of light when I say, keep going keep going continue along this journey keep getting clearer keep getting nearer in fact that could be on a t-shirt <laughs> keep getting clearer keep getting nearer the clearer you get the nearer to God you are the clearer you are of your emotional and mental patterns that don't serve anybody, including you, the clearer you get, the nearer you get to the heart of the matter and the truth, which is this. You are divine. You are no less divine than the masters of light. You are no less divine than the angels who invisibly soar through the air and sing the praises of God in the glorious heavens above and rain down their beautiful and joy-filled songs of ecstasy and love the divine union bliss is a heart beat away and you don't know when that heartbeat is going to take place 
If you try, if you strive, if you go in that direction every day, you go on this spiritual journey every day, you're going to catch a glimpse of the great divine within you. Imagine walking down a path and you know at the end of the path there's a big beautiful garden and in that garden is a very sacred rose garden. And someone told you that it's there and from your perspective, your vantage point, you don't see anything. You see a long road and then at the end of the road you see a bunch of trees and on the other side of the trees you might see some bushes and as you're walking down the road you just think I've been walking for hours days weeks hell I've been walking my whole life towards seeing this rose garden this rose garden was promised to me and yet I see it not imagine you keep walking towards this rose garden and you don't have any inkling that it's real. You don't know. You don't see it. You've never seen a picture of it. It's just what someone told you. And you believe it. That's what the spiritual journey is like. And it's not until you catch the first scent of roses on the air. When you start to believe it. Oh, wow. Wait. <laughs> I think I smell something. I think freedom is near. I think I'm going to not only smell the roses, I'm going to be able to see them and taste their, their petals and touch them and be there and, and be in the experience and the ecstasy and the joy of knowing these roses. Now you could use the metaphor it can go towards any flower you like or any goal that you have. You know, you might first smell it and then eventually you'll see evidence. You're on the way and, and you look at the ground and maybe there's, there's rose leaves and they're, they're dried and old and dead, but they're rose petals and there's, there's the leaves from the plants. And then you might see thorns. You might see cut up roses eventually. Yeah, maybe they were thrown in the ditch because they, they, you know, they, they died. They were cut roses and they threw them in the ditch and now it's mulch, you know. And, but every few moments you go along this journey, you know, every couple minutes or every few hours maybe in your spiritual journey, you're going to see something. And eventually you walk into that rose garden and you're seeing the beauty, the colors. You're smelling the roses. You're getting into the energy field of the roses. And, and they affect your aura and your aura is cleansed even more. And you're lifted up and you feel like you're floating above the ground. And you and you can rub the, the rose petals against your cheek and you feel such softness and you just feel like everything you've ever been promised has just been given to you the rose garden was yours all along so 
Your spiritual journey is just like this metaphor. People tell you your whole life God is real. And you're not really sure. But you walk towards you walk towards God, sure, why not? You want to find out for yourself if God is real. And you go on a spiritual journey and everyone's journey is different. Usually it starts with religion. And eventually it ends up in the spiritual way. Sometimes it's two in one combined religion and spirituality. Sometimes it's just a spirituality. But you, as you go along this, this uh, path, you start to notice, oh, wait, there's a couple things on the side of the road. You know, the dead roses or the, <laughs> the, the leaves in our metaphor might be, um, well, here's some old books. <laughs> they don't seem relevant anymore. I don't know. It's some old books. But you, you pick them up and you realize, well, they are what they, you know, it's, all, it's, it's showing. It says that God's real. All right. Let's keep going. And you catch a, a scent or a glimpse. And in this case, it might be very real that you do smell roses. You might walk into a room without any flowers and it smells like roses. You might walk outside and see a message in the sky or a bluebird. You haven't seen a bluebird where maybe you've lived there for 26 years and now suddenly there's a bluebird right in front of you and you've never seen a bluebird there. How weird. Oh, wait a minute. It's a sign from the divine. And then you start to realize that the divine has been speaking with you all along and leading you on this path of self-discovery and journey. I mean, I'm sorry, he's saying, it lead, he, he leads you along this path of self-discovery and you're on this journey. Sorry, J- Jesus sent me, okay, just to tell you, this is Elena talking. Brother Yeshua sent me a huge pact of light. I'm just trying to unravel the speech that he's prepared, right? <laughs> He's here with me. I feel him, but he also sent me this packet. I'm trying to unravel. So, um, bear with me as I unravel it. (laughs) So, okay. Go ahead. Uh, let's keep back, get back to it. So as you're going about your day, you're noticing different things that are happening and other people will notice the same things. Like maybe, um, you'll start singing a song and then it turns on, you turn on the radio and this, it turns out this song is playing on the radio and yet there's no one near you playing the radio. You had no idea that song was playing and it's an eerie or odd coincidence. And you notice that all the coincidences start happening and then you walk into a greater understanding of yourself And eventually you realize you've been standing in the rose garden all along. You just didn't believe it was there. You might have been walking around it in circles the whole time. But it's really there. It's always been there. Just like divine is there, has always been there. Because you are the divine. You are that love. You are that golden, beautiful, white light. And you're also the journey. You are the seeker and you are the hider. You are the sought after. 
you are also the blind and you are also the sighted. You are every point along your journey and you are the end result of your journey. You are the satisfied, satiated soul who sought divine and found divine. And you're still the journeyman who set out on a fool's errand to find the divine without knowing if it's real. Your feet that carried you swiftly to the divine, even though it felt like you were crawling at times, then you would never get there are sacred. Your bodies are sacred. They're vessels that contain the information of all the ages, all of your ancestors inside of you. But they're also vessels that contain the love of God with inside of you, inside of you as well. Every part of your journey is sacred. This is why every part of your journey is recorded. The Akashic records contain every moment, every incident, every point, and every poignant moment, every insight, every inspiration, every frustration. And every event that moved you forward, propelled you forward on your journey. Sometimes the most unpleasant experiences uh, push you forward the most. And this is why in your world, so many people are suffering right now. This is why... The storms have gotten worse and the earthquakes are getting stronger and the winds are blowing harder and the fires are burning hotter because the more pressure that is added unto you, the more propulsion is also added unto your feet for a swifter journey. Your world feels upended and yet you're going to end up in a completely different dimension, in a higher, loftier place than you started out. You are not lowly, you're not a sinner, you're not worse, you're not unworthy than any of the spiritual masters that went on the path before you. There's that old saying that God don't make junk, that is something that 
many of you heard growing up or said growing up when you know people said you're a junk person and no god doesn't make junk it's impossible for perfection to make something less than perfect it's impossible it's just impossible it it's not not only is it not probable it's absolutely not possible for divine perfection to come up with something a plan that is not absolutely genius this plan is perfect the plan is working and what is the proof that this plan is working it's because spiritual masters already exist we are the way showers or the light showers or the light bearers we are the ones that bring illumination of your journey we show you that what's possible we're holding up our own light as the example and the way to go how do i go what's the path where, where what direction do i go in well let's look at the brightest lights you might say or your friends might say all right well what are the brightest lights well the spiritual masters well where are they now well they've ascended <laughs> where they ascend to I don't know, let's read more books. Let's go on the journey. And you find out that we are living in the fifth dimension or the seventh dimension. And some have journeyed to the ninth or eleventh dimension. These are examples for you to follow so that you have instructions. The first master did not have instructions except from the divine directly. He was just a lowly man. And by lowly, I mean he was not he was just a farmer. He he was not rich he was not famous he was not a king he did not own hardly anything he was just a farmer the first spiritual master became enlightened quite on his own sitting in a field with his sheep that he took to the mountain every day and he loved his sheep so much that that love grew and grew and grew and he would sit with his eyes closed without any instruction whatsoever the first man was able to grow in his love and his understanding of the divine and he got many spiritual insights and he eventually in time became an ascended master there were no books written about him nobody knew about him but he paved the way 
he went first. The next person was able to catch glimpses of this person in their meditations. And, and on and on it went. And eventually all of the all of the spiritual masters followed suit in a gathering of the spiritual masters would start to happen in upper realms. And eventually the people that were on the spiritual journey realized they were not alone. Divine calls you to this path. Do you remember? Do you remember when divine called you to this path and why you are spiritually seeking? The fact that divine did call you and that you did have a spiritual awakening and you heard a spiritual calling shows you that you are definitely worthy of this path. You are called to come home to the divine within and you are called to be on this spiritual journey because you are sheer perfection in and of yourself. So what your job is to do is to peel off like layers of an onion, which is a common, a common modern day uh, way of looking at it of which us as spiritually ascended masters are, um, we're aware of all of your sayings. You have to peel the layers off of the grid patterns, the family traumas and the, um, times you spent talking down at yourself, the times that you spent um, not believing in yourself and putting yourself down and thinking you're not worthy and lying to yourself about being less than perfect, you have to peel off all those like layers of an onion. And after you peel off a few layers, you think, hey, I'm there. Then you realize, hey, more onion. <laughs> so... You keep going and you keep going until you get to the center. The center of an onion is much sweeter than the outside of the onion, which is quite bitter. We don't know if you know that, but it is true. But it's just a metaphor, another metaphor to get you to where you're going. Sometimes it's a metaphor that get you up and out your door. Humans love their cliches and their sayings. But what you really need to know out of everything, out of all of the ideas and all the concepts and all the world, out of all of them, and you've heard me say it before, the greatest of these is love. Love is the key to it all. Love is the divine concept behind all of the worlds that exist, behind the whole universe itself. Love is the driving force. Love combines everything 
together. Love is the one thread of commonality that runs through the hearts of all men, all women, all children, all humanoids, all star seeds, all angels, all archangels, all beings in the world and in the other worlds and in all the planets and all the universes and all the parallel dimensions and the upper realms, upper dimensions. The commonality, the common thread that runs through everything is love. If ever you find yourself feeling ungrounded or off center or spiritually off key, off kilter, any kind of off that you can feel, you could just get back on the bandwagon of love. Love is a wave. Love is a particle. Love is everything in the universe. Love is in every atom. It is love that keeps the solar systems from flying apart. Love is the glue that holds families together and friendships bonded. Love is the biggest reason why you're doing this. Learning and growing in a spiritual way is to learn the ways of love and to grow into greater love yourself. Being aware of the divine inside of you is to be aware of your own inner love. It is an eternal flame that burns white hot inside of you forever and ever and ever. Long after your body shall pass away, long after this earth shall pass away, long after the solar system disintegrates into nothingness. Love is the only thing that remains. Love is the only thing that will be forevermore in every dimension. Love is the key to it all. It is the key to unlock your doors of perception it is the key to unraveling all of your stress and tension. Love is the key to knowing who you truly are and seeing yourself for the God or goddess that you truly are. I came as a king of love a prince of peace a king of love these are words that were used to describe me even in my own Akashic records and we are well aware of what is happening in this show of course that we're that I'm <laughs> appearing in tonight I am aware of, of, of you guys reading or listening to the show on Monday nights. 
And I was described as king of love. I'm the king. But I'm not the only one, the only prince of peace. It's the peace um, that you need to feel in order to open yourself up more to love. So these are the things I spoke of when I was first um, in that role of Jesus of Nazareth in, you know, two, 2,000 years ago. And I have um, the same message today, 2,000 years later. I've had 2,000 years to contemplate my life back then, my life now my existence now, how much different it is. I don't have to slave away or toil at anything. I don't have to till the soil and I don't have to build houses and I don't have to preach on um, mounts. I don't have to, what do you say, sermon on the mount. He's referring to sermon on the mount. I don't have to preach sermon on the mountain anymore. That's what he said. I don't have to preach a sermon on the mountain anymore. I don't have to do anything to have money because I don't need money. All I ever sought out in my life was love and all you need to seek out in your life is love. Everything else will be added unto you. I've said it before and I'm saying it today. Your love your awareness of love, your living in that internal white hot flame of love that burns inside of you is the most important thing that you can do. When you pay your rent, pay your rent with love. When you pay your bills, pay your bills with love. When you drive your car in traffic, drive your traffic um, ridden car in love. Drive your car with love. Brush your teeth with love. <laughs> say hi to your neighbors with love. Even if you don't like them, say it with love. Hello. Pull that energy of love from your heart into your fists when you're pounding them on the table in anger. See how fast the anger dissipates. When you allow the love to take over every part of your body in every situation, you won't ever pound your fists in anger on the table again. You'll feel so much love. It becomes overwhelming. Do everything with love. (laughs) Pat your dog's head with love. Dress your newborn baby with love hug your teenager with love drink your coffee with love eat your ice cream with love create your art with love everything you do do with love play your flute with love touch your guitar with love write your lyrics to your music with love Not only the love of what you do, but the love of God that burns white hot inside of you. Pull that love into everything you do. 
when you touch the fingers of your one true love. Make sure that you're pulling the love from inside of your heart into your fingertips and and, uh, transmit the energy of that love to them through your fingertips. I just looked, guys. It was 44 minutes and 44 seconds. Wow. And that happened right about 3.44. So, (laughs) Ah. God, I love the synchronicities. So, okay, Brother Yeshua. Allow yourself to become aware of the love that permeates every living thing and your very oxygen that you breathe the atmosphere around you is filled with so much love eventually you're going to see all of the energy around you when you go towards the fifth dimension more is going to show you're going to see silver sparks in the air they'll appear and and blink in and blink out that's just another form of God's love. Everything that you see is a form of God's love. Absolutely everything you see is a form of God's love. If you see a dying man or a man who has died in the streets, what is the form of God's love there, you might ask? But the form of God's love is mercy in this case and that soul is back in heaven with God and the body will wither away and create um, for lack of a better word guys he's saying mulch but he's not saying mulch he's creating he's saying something I don't get it Um, okay he's just saying create a new way for it will, his, his body will return to the earth and as it is interred it will create a interred i-n-t-e-r-r-e-t um <laughs> such an awkward word to say uh, as as the body is interred into the ground or entered into the ground it naturally will give away for other plants animals and more love to grow everything in this world is love everything in this world is meant for you to experience as love if you choose when you go against love that is when you um, become a sinner if you want to call it that or if you want to call it um, turning away against yourself you turn away against God and that is when you have the self-doubt and the self um, um, disrespect you know of self and you have the dishonor of self and the lack of confidence and the lack of esteem and all the things that have made you believe anything less of yourself than your being pure love and pure divine. So start looking at the world with love colored glasses. (laughs) 
start looking at your world as if you're already in the rose garden that you were promised all along. You were there. You didn't even know start looking at your life in a way in which you accept the love at every turn, accept yourself at every turn. You accept every event of your life, every person that is in your life. All the lessons are created out of love. All the hardships propel you forward in the direction of love. Everything is in your favor because everything is created from love by love for love. And that love is you. I am Yeshua. I am your divine brother on your spiritual path and journey. I am grateful that I went before you so that I could teach you how you yourself are also royalty. You are the kings and the queens of love, as am I. And together we will have a royal feast at the end of this spiritual journey that you are currently on to get back to the center of yourself that you've always had with you each and every moment. When I say live in love, don't take this lightly. Take it absolutely seriously. And then you can laugh because you are and always have been living in a bubble of love. Understand the metaphors because it's really your reality. The love is all there is. Love is all you need because love is all there is. Love is all there ever was. Love is. And with that, I say, I love you. I love you all. I love you so very much. I am your big brother, Yeshua. I'm here holding a space of love for you. And he's bowing to me. I'm bowing to him. All right. And transmission. All right. So that was interesting. He gave me like 75% of that speech, like in a big packet of light. I had to unravel it. I was a little awkward in places because I was trying to figure out what he meant and what order things were in. But then at the end, he was actually transmitting directly sentence after sentence. So that was very interesting. Usually it's one way or the other. And this time it was kind of a combination of the two things. But there we have it. Um, Well, that's it, guys. I love you very much. Also, when when Brother Yesh was saying everything in your world is love, I looked up and there was this beautiful golden moth very small, perfectly symmetrical moth. It's on my kitchen wall right now, but it was right above my head. And it just had such a cute little flutter about it. Like, I just feel like it's, 
this pure love energy coming from this little tiny golden moth. I don't know if I've ever seen a moth this color, actually. It's kind of special, so I don't know. <laughs> it just came it just came into the room, you know, when I was channeling Jesus there, so or Brother Yeshua, so it's pretty interesting. <laughs> I'm gonna just do nothing. I'm just gonna watch it, just let it be. Hopefully the kitten won't see it. <laughs> She's asleep in the other room anyway. Anyway, that's it, guys. I, I love you. Oh, I just saw 55. So, and it is, um, yeah, okay. Yeah, it's very late. All right, I'm going to I'm gonna wrap it up. I love you guys. I'll be back um, tomorrow with all unique and original programming, just like always. I have an interview. This is an interview from Archangel Barakael is interviewing Prime Creator. So I um, already did it. I, I've gotten this. Um, I'm going to publish it tomorrow. But basically, we're going to talk tomorrow about timelines. And um, he had a lot of questions. So I said, how about if I just get on Skype with you? And he is incarnate, Archangel Barakael. He is incarnate, and he is um, going to be asking questions of Prime Creator about what we're going through, the ascension and timeline hopping and, you know, what are the symptoms of hopping timeline? And it's a lot of good information. I think you're going to be well pleased with it. It came out pretty, the interview itself came out pretty good. And, um, it's very, very interesting and it's nothing that's been covered before in the show. I think uh, there's some brand new information there. So I hope you look forward to that. So, um, yeah, I am open and available right now and I will be after the end of the season, which ends on Friday, but I will during the six weeks in which I have a sabbatical, I will be open and available to do readings for you guys. So let me know. And I opened it up to do half hour readings for half price. If you need, if you need, uh, if you're on a budget, um, just write to me at mermaid girl 888 on um, Instagram and let me know uh, what your needs are as far as reading. If you want me to channel God for you, I will. It is what it is. And I'm excited to be able to provide this service in love for you. So that's it. I'll be back tomorrow with all unique and original programming, just like always. But until then, guys, I am signing off with peace and joy and the high vibes of the Holy Fifth Dimension. Until next time, guys, peace. Metaphysical Soul Speak is run on sponsors and listener support. This means listeners like you. If you are so inclined to support my efforts and my little podcast, please visit me at anchor.fm forward slash metaphysical and pledge an amount of your choosing today. Thank you.